welcome to episode two of Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. My name is Matt. With me is Ashley and Wallace. How are y'all doing? What up? <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen so each good. other. Yeah. Since the bathroom break. Right. Uh, <laughs> one of the things we started to wonder, and it's going to be the topic of this episode, which is entitled Youth, Friend or Foe, <laughs> is the relationship we have with our youth. And are they our friends? Are they not? Are we friendly? How do you have relationships with youth um, that are significantly younger than you? Um, and I'll start off with this story. So I got my first youth ministry job at 19. And that was like I was a part-time youth leader doing basically full-time work. But they were high schoolers, and so I'm only, like, two years older than the kids I'm supposed to be mentoring and being a youth leader for. And when I was that age, I was very much like, yeah, we can be friends, and, you know, obviously there's a boundary, but it's a very light boundary. And I remember, like, doing and saying, I don't I mean, inappropriate things, but not, like, legally inappropriate (laughs) things. Okay. Um, but Hold like, <laughs> you know, conversations that now I would be like, there's no way I'm talking about that with kids. Um, so my question is to y'all, what is your view of the relationship between church worker and youth, youth minister and youth, mentor and mentee? Because I think there's a bunch of different levels to look at this at. And I, I think depending on what kind of person or church leader or youth leader you consider yourself, I think your answer is going to be a little bit different. Do you want to go first? (laughs) Sure. I I think for me, I look at my relationship as one of, if I'm the sun, there are people who are Mercury, and then there are people who are Pluto. So for me, my relationship with youth tends to be in that Pluto-Neptune area where I feel as though I can say to them, for instance, today I am thinking about getting a puppy. And they would then say, yes, you should go get a puppy. Why don't we just go get a puppy right now? And my response would be then be, no, if I'm going to go get a puppy, I'm going to go get a puppy by myself. Or probably I'll go get a puppy with, with my wife, Sally. Uh, you are not invited in that process, in that puppy getting process. Um, but at the same time, if something happens to to them, my immediately re- my immediate response is, how can I help? So maybe they move in closer towards the asteroid belt in this planetary scenario, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be coming. Once again, they're not going to be in that Mercury or Venus or even the Earth zone. Really appreciate how well you fleshed out that <laughs> outer space metaphor. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> this is you know this is a. You're a real star. (laughs) Eucharistic prayer C right here. (laughs) Uh, I uh, hold a, a, I think, a harder line uh, on this because I think that if we ever call the youth our friend or if we act as though they are a friend to us, they don't know how to hold that boundary. And it's our job to hold it for them because we're the older, more ideally, theoretically more mature um, individual in the relationship. And so I think I carry all of this responsibility to make sure that I am keeping a a pretty decent wall up um, that that they just know can't be messed with. So do they know 
that I'm married? Do they know that I have dogs? Do they know that I like to rock climb? Yes. But really beyond that, they don't know anything. They don't know who my best friends are. They don't know what I did for my birthday. They don't, you know, like I hold a really hard line just so that they're not relating with anything to do with my personal life. And so then I can engage them though you know, this child hates when people sing the happy birthday song to her. I can say, I, I also hate when people sing the happy <laughs> birthday song to me, you know. And and so there are ways that you can still engage without ever opening the door to your personal life, I think. And and it they will always they worship us. They think that we are so cool, right? And so they will always want to push and test and get right up to that boundary. And if we're not holding it for them, then they're going to bust right through it, you know? So so I'm, like, I'm like way harsh about it, I think, um, while still, I think, being accessible and friendly. Yeah. But. So, like, what is that boundary? Because we use the word boundary, but it's kind of this, like, superfluous image. Mm. Like, what is the example of a boundary? So the uh the church i work for uh we did a pilgrimage through spain we walked the the camino and i mean like day four you're just trying to get through it because you're in the middle of spain walking but you're also i mean it was 10 of us so we all learn a lot about each other and i remember a youth and i just showed up i'd started at this church in december the pilgrimage was in july in the end of june so they're still trying to figure me out. And I remember one of my youth asking me about girls I had dated because I had just gotten married. Mm. And, like, why did I get married to Hayden and not other girls and had I dated before? And I remember kind of skating around it and being like, yeah, you know, like anyone, you know, I had relationships. And then they would go through and be like, well, why didn't – why did you and so-and-so break up? Mm. And not being able to be like, well, here's why, word right. for word. Like, I would – with Wallace or with you right. if we were out at Panera or something and right. going Ooh. through each other's lives. Panera. But the boundary of, well, it just didn't work out and she's happier and I'm happier. And, right. But also, maybe that kid's going through something with their own relationship that they need someone to voice what they're feeling. So, like, what I'm looking for y'all is an example of that boundary. Right. The youth found out that one of my favorite rappers at the time was Childish Gambino, and um, and we were talking about one of his songs and how much I enjoyed it and why I liked it, and then um, then he told his told his mother, "Oh yeah, Wallace listens to Childish Gambino, so I can listen to Childish Gambino." Mm. And that mother came down on me so hard for telling him that I listened to this rapper and this is why I liked him and that I was going to his concert. Uh, I think, or I had gone to his concert at that point, and that it was a really good concert. And so I remember that was one of those times where I think I pulled back um, almost significantly uh, because I felt like I had just gotten in trouble for something that I thought that was minor, but I didn't realize that that mother had talked to her talked to her son about how they that was not a um, a, an artist who he needed to be listening to for multiple reasons and I didn't know that at the time mm-hmm. um, so I think I think there is something about being relatable 
I think that because there there tends to be a not a gray I don't think gray area is the best um, term I think that there is a there is definitely a zone where when we have to start paying attention so should should I have known that maybe uh, this this artist was not one that that the mom necessarily approved of I probably I probably could have found out or probably could have asked later on. I think that I try to, and not that I do things right all the time at all, but what I try to do is always put it back on them. So, oh, I listen to Childish Gambino at my friend's house. What do you like about Childish Gambino? You know, and, and that way you're never saying, you're never putting your seal of approval on it. You know, you're just saying, trying to draw out in them what is it that gets you going about this, you know? Or if you're asking, you know, they love to ask about relationships, right? Like that's a huge that's a totally recurring thing. Well, that's a really tough one because you also can't really say, well, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? You know, because yeah. then it's like, why do I care? You and know, I don't want to be like, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's it's weird. And so that's a that's a tough one. You know, if they're asking those questions like, why didn't it work out? Or, it's, you know, then I think you can sort of more directly say what's going on with you you know like what what why is this important to you why are you asking me about this um because that gets so muddy in relationship stuff and you you know i mean we just have to be so careful about it and that's you know a huge safeguarding god's children rule of you know you're not talking about anything that could it's romantic and you know and that's it's just really murky but whenever possible I try to put it back on them and try to engage them and draw out of them whatever it is. Because always with kids, there's an underbelly, right? Like there's something that they're trying to get at. Trying to get at, oh, well, Wallace says it's okay to listen to this rapper so that they can go home and it's their ammo, you know, whatever it is. Um, And it's like you have to be this sort of weird detective, you know, and, and also playing some sort of Jedi mind trick at the same time, you know, like it's really hard to navigate and we all fail at it constantly. Yeah. I I believe that we should invest in, uh, in the youth that we work with. Um, but the way that, the way that I invest is, um, is like, if you have an event, I'll go to it, but I'm also going to let you know, and chances are I'm going to let your parents know Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be there. Um, I'm, I'm not just going to roll up and be like, oh, uh, yeah, I just saw that you had a game coming up and I was just going to hang out. Right. What are you doing here? Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, I think I think also being open about what the relationship is going to look like. So even just continually reminding the kids that um, in some capacity of uh, this is why this is why I'm the adult or this is why I'm the um I'm I'm the youth minister. Are can you tell me anything? Sure, like you can. Like just because your version of loyalty means that I'm going to keep your secrets mm-hmm. doesn't always mean that that's the loyalty. Now the loyalty may be that I need to be the adult in the situation and take care of you and say, hey, there's an issue. I need to tell somebody else, or we need to go go talk to a priest, or we need to sit down with the priest and your parents, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but making sure that they know that. Um, your relationship is one where uh, you are not one of their high school friends who will um, 
be quiet on things mm-hmm. if there if there's a situation that 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 we need to um, take care of that we're gonna right. we're gonna do that. I almost always like notify a parent when I've had a mm. uh, anything other than a surface level conversation. Yeah. You know, if some if there's hey, can I pull you aside? Can I talk to you about this? And we're having any kind of anything. If you would call it a heart to heart. Yeah. <laughs> then then I, will, I won't say this is what we talked about, but I'll say FYI, Wallace pulled me aside tonight and wanted to talk about some stuff. Just so you know, something's, something's bubbling, yeah. you know, especially in this day and age with kids and all of the access they have to all of the harming and the suicide and all of it. And it's like, you can never be too careful. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes parents then immediately turn around and, and they talk to the kid and then you have a trust thing there and you have to sort of rebuild that with the kid. But I think if you teach them that you're doing that from a loving place and you're taking care of them and like, then, then you can, then that helps again. Like you were just saying, you know, establish the relationship. You're, you're there for them. You brought up something a few minutes ago that I think is an important conversation, and that is the relationship our youth have with our significant others. Because um, here's how I feel. Like, I'm married. Hayden, my wife, is not employed by my church. It is not her job to be there every Sunday and minister to the kids. She loves the kids and teaches Sunday school and the kids, you know, love talking to her and interacting with her. At the same time, like, when somebody rolls up on a Sunday morning, a parent is like, where's Hayden? Do I have to give an answer? Like, nope. sometimes she's out of town. Sometimes she had a really hard week. And the last thing she wanted to do was wake up at 830 and drag, get dragged to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So what is the rela- what's, what is the boundary with youth? And your significant other, because I think that's something a lot of youth leaders struggle with. Like, yeah. is it a package deal right. where, you know, when a youth leader comes to the church, they get the youth leader's family and the youth group adopts them? Or is there a boundary of like, it is me. I am the person. But does that also do a disservice to, you know, the validity validity of your significant other's ministry and humanity and member of that church. And I think Ashley can really speak to that. Like partially as being not only like working with youth, but I think also as a clergy person. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if yeah. if and when she decides to um, take her clergy services to another place, I think that'll be, I'm they, sure that'll be fascinating. Right. Do they talk about this in like seminary? They do. Yes. Okay. I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah. We talked to, we talk about that. It's, you know, you, you are, and you have to be so clear in, in the hiring process that they are hiring you. And if your family is going to choose to be a part of the church, then great. They'll be there just like every other member of the church uh, is is there when they are there and not when they're not, you know. And so my wife is a teacher at the school that our, our, our church has a day school. And so she knows the kids um, and and is there on that campus five days a week. And so she comes to church often, uh, but there are some weeks, like you're just saying, like when she's like, "Nah, like I'm out," you know. And and everybody's, well, "Where's Mac? Where's Mac? Where's Mac?" And it's like I'm always, I always just say, "Not here today," you know. And 
and or I'll you know or I'll joke and say, well, I gave her the day off, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, but but there are also times when she wants to come. So we both love to rock climb. So when we take the youth rock climbing, she wants to come, you know, and yeah. great. I have another driver and, yeah. um, and, and it's fun to be there all together doing that. Um, the lock-in, you know, like for whatever, she's a weirdo and she likes that. So she's just like, I'll come to the lock-in. Great. I have another chaperone, yeah. you know, like it's all good. So there are some times when she, cho- and she just gets to choose when she wants to be involved and when she doesn't. And, um, there, I think, is zero expectation. I think we came in and she didn't do anything for a long time. We didn't, she didn't volunteer for a single thing for the first maybe nine months. And then, and then it was like, okay, slowly. So we, we set the bar as you get me and just me. And that's how it is. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, people did the where's Mac every time. Where's Mac? Where's Mac? And I'm like, I don't know. I think she was running errands, you know, like I don't like, you know, know, and you just have to kind of make it uh, make them understand that that's like not a question worth asking because they're not going to get whatever answer they want. You know, like I think that's one of the nice things about my wife working at a different church, because there's almost (laughs) zero expectation, even when people are like, even when people say, um, when are we going to see Sally next? And I'll respond she also works on Sundays. Right. She also has a place to be. There are also people who, and, and less people because she's been at her parish for, for four years. I think when it comes to diocesan events, that's when it when people do say, mm-hmm. where's Sally? Because we, because we see you, you're here, you guys live at the same place. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't right. she in the car with you? It's a package yeah. deal. Yeah. Right, right. And I, and I think for me, I just respond with, I think I'll usually give an explanation of she's just tired mm-hmm. and so she wanted to she wanted a yeah. day to do her thing or really that's kind of my go-to is she just wants a day to do yeah. her, do whatever right. um and and meanwhile i like suffering and so that's why i'm here um <laughs> well i mean and no it, offense it goes back to like what you said like we're on different schedules yeah. so sunday is a work day for us right. for the most part right sunday is a day of rest for the people who do not work at church. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they come to church for the pleasure of coming to church. Right. Where we are somehow integral to some part mm-hmm. of, you know, that day working. Yeah. Of the life of the church. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I do the same thing with Hayden. There are things she really likes doing. Mm-hmm. She loves happening and going to diocesan retreats and weekends and stuff like that. Right. Because that's what she did as a youth, and that right. was her thing. I always say that Mac is in charge of her own spiritual formation. Yeah, you exactly. know, like, I am not her priest, ever. And and she, just like everybody else, gets to decide what she wants to be a part of, and if it's going to be fulfilling for her. And if it's not, then don't do it. You know, I'll, I'll make somebody else come, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so I think um, it's worth noting in this conversation that there is... Maybe it's unfair, maybe not, uh, a boundary when you're just dating and when you're married, mm. right? So it is not okay to bring whoever you're just dating around to your youth group. That's it's the same the thing rule. as if you have a child. Right. Yeah. And so, but if you're married, it's a different, it's a, it, for whatever reason, it gets to be different. Um, but I have seen it a lot where, where youth leaders will bring their you know, boyfriend, even if you've been dating for a year, it's still like, for whatever reason, you have not committed yourselves uh, uh, before God and in the church. 
and and that's not okay and and I think a lot of people disagree with that, but I think that's the official sort of line and rule. And yeah. and do you think there's a point where it becomes okay? Yeah, you know, I don't think there's a point when you're dating. I don't think there's a point when it becomes okay to 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 bring the person. I mean, you if you worked at Coca Cola corporate, you wouldn't bring your girlfriend yeah. to work with you. You that's know, you you're think. you're working. <laughs> you know, and and that's. Yes, it's church, and so it's easy for us to blur that line because we think, oh, we're worshiping together. But for us, even though we are in church in worship, it's still work, you know? Yeah. And and having your significant other there, it's a distraction, and it opens a door uh, into your personal life that you probably don't want to open you know, should your youth know that you're figuring it out? May, probably not, you know, because that puts you in this spot where they sort of know that you're dealing with something personally. And like, is that their responsibility to know about you, you know, and, and to sort of they're going to take on that that care for you, you know, and is it their job? No, it's not. That's your friend's job, you know. And and this is where, again, like I'm just a hard conservative on this one, but like. I don't I just don't think it's okay and I think that that's that begins to treat your parishioners and your friends as or <laughs> your parishioners and your youth as though they are your friends and and that's a dangerous door to open I think um because then then you're inviting them to participate in your life on a on a level that is not associated with leading worship and leading them um and their spiritual formation favoritism both of y'all and it's the one it's the topic i want to end on because i feel like for me i've worked at a lot of churches and i've worked at an episcopal diocesan summer camp if i'm honest there are kids through my time in ministry that i've been closer to than others and i think if i was going deeper into that honesty there are kids that i'm having i'm comfortable having some conversations with and there are some kids who I'm not comfortable having conversations with. And maybe that's me knowing the scene of the parents and knowing what they would be okay with. But bringing in safeguarding, is it okay? And this kind of goes back to our youth friends, or are we friendly, or is that the F word that we should never say? <laughs> like, is it okay to have different levels of closeness or conversational closeness with youth? I think it's natural. I think that that I could say that it's not a it's not a best practice. Um, I think I think the I think would be would be the best practice is here's a level in which I'm going to talk to everyone. So I'm going to talk to me, my youth. I'm not I'm going to talk to obviously you would have to adjust for parents and and other people in the church. But I think it is natural to have people who you vibe with better than others. So I think, once again, it's uh, figuring out in this, in the, I'm going to bring back the planets. Um, <laughs> some, some kids may be closer to Neptune than they are to Pluto, you know, and, right. but, it, but also making sure that they're not crossing that Neptune line, um, that, that, uh, that you, that you're saying. So, so I have, when I was at, um, when I was at St. Paul's, one of the, one of the things that I had to do, there was a youth who, who is now in college and um, 
we got along really well. And I have to like remind myself that um, even though do I care about them? Do I like do I want the best for them? Am I going to support them in anything that they do? Can they still reach out to me like if they need to? Absolutely. But but our relationship is one uh well and now that she's in now that she's in college like she may now be in like just like north of the neptune line but but our relationship is is of that so it's one where like i said she can call me and she can tell me like hey like i'm studying this thing in college right now and it makes me think about one of the things that we talked about in um while you were at st paul's and i'll be like okay cool um talk more more about that mm-hmm. like um what is that how are you going to p- apply that in in your new internship how are you going to do that but but our relationship isn't one where hey do you want to um I'm trying to think what do i do with my friends do you want to go see a movie like do you, i i haven't seen i haven't seen game or i saw game night i haven't seen um tag, uh, tag. do you want to go see tag I rented it on Redbox. Um, that's not going to happen. Nope. So I think it's uh, it's that it's once again being aware of what that of what the line is, making sure that you're not crossing those boundaries. But I think it is natural for us to have people who we are closer with, no matter what. I just think, yeah. I mean, you're always going to connect with certain people more than others, and and you're right. That's natural as long as the kids never know that they are anything other than Pluto. You know, like they and and the the kid you favor doesn't need to know, and none of the other kids need to know. And so, like you can just know that in your heart, and yeah. and you're the grown up, and you can quell your behavior. And like, if you're gonna high five that kid, you're gonna high five all of the kids, yeah. or not high five anybody. You know, like and you just and it's hard. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, I cannot wait to see Johnny. Like he's so funny and he makes me laugh, and he's a great you know, addition to our deep conversations, but like, I, I, you can just never, you got to game face that I think. And you, you can't let anybody know. So, and it's, especially not the kids, right? It is one of the hardest things, but. And also it's like, you have kids who, who want to come to youth group and they're like, and undoubtedly they're going to be the ones who you're going to naturally be closer with because you're going to see them more often. You're going to have more shared experiences, but it's once again, it's adjusting. Uh, and mm-hmm. having that game face and being like, you're a really cool kid, but so are the rest of you guys. You, all of you guys are cool kids. Right. We are all equally cool. Right. Kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except for me, I am not a kid. Yeah. And I'm not cool. And I'm not a friend. <laughs> right. That's it uh, for our second episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us. Leave a comment. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. We're having fun. We're talking. A lot of energy. I'm excited. You can follow us on social media. Easton, who's our producer, are we on social media finally? E-Y-M-A-T-L-Pod. E-Y-M-A-T-L-Pod. That's on Instagram. You can get notified when there's new episodes. You can see our faces if you want to put faces to voices. So this is the resource of the episode. The resource that I would like to give you all um, can be found in the Book of Common Prayer pages 416 and 417 and specifically um i would love for you all to read um will you seek and serve christ and all persons loving your neighbor as yourself 
And then also the second part, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being, I think are two um, questions that we should all go out and like take with us and really figure out how are we doing those things out in the world. Also, okay. safeguarding God's children. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> uh, we'll close out with a prayer. Yeah. Oh, all right, Wallace. I guess I'm praying. Sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to talk to the tens, the hundreds, the thousands, the millions, depending on when you're actually listening to this. Um, please be with us as we go out and we serve you in all that we do. Um, and also just guide us and encourage us and build us up. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You are my vision, O King of my heart. Nothing else satisfies.